Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, Tara Clark. Today's topic is smashing the idea of having it all. Today, I'm joined by Bryn Snyder. She is the mother of five, a product designer by trade, and the CEO of Slate. When she's not working on preventative oral care, you can find her spending time with her family, coaching cross-country, or doing something active. Bryn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So Bryn, as I mentioned, you are the CEO of Slate Flosser and you're the mother to five children. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be where you are today. Okay. So my name is Bryn McLennan Snyder. I was born and raised in Alberta, Canada. And then I decided when I was in high school, I was like, what do I want to do? And I decided I wanted to be a shoe designer. So I looked I found an awesome program at Brigham Young University, and I applied to be in industrial design, and I loved it. I got to work for Johnson & Johnson in their R&D, and then I also worked with children play toys, and then my husband got accepted to go to dental school in Louisville, Kentucky, so we moved out there, and because of the timeline, I started actually designing high-end wedding invitations. And it was super fun. That is so cool. How does one like become a designer? How do you how do you do that? Well, I think at school, you just, you start learning different things. You study, you know, art. And then as you do different programs, you learn things. So when I was in school, I actually worked on the side as a graphic designer to pay for school. So I don't know, I'm just naturally really creative. And I liked working with my hands. And that's why I chose product design. That's awesome. That is so cool. I wish I had like, just like a quarter of the creativity that you do to be able to create that stuff. That is very cool. So as I mentioned before, today we're talking about the idea of moms, and I'm using this in quotes, having it all. Do you think it's a myth? Like, do you think that we can really have it all? No, I, I totally think that we choose what all is. And I, if someone asks me, do you have it all? I would actually say, yes, I have everything I want. But that's because I have chosen, am I failing or dropping the ball on certain things? Yes, but I chose to let that ball drop. And so I think it's really important, you know, to realize what we care about and what we love. You know, I have five kids and that my oldest is 13 and my youngest is three. And I have to, I love being a mom. I love it. I love doing the mom things, but I also love working. And so it's like, okay, what are the things I don't love and how do I eliminate those things? That's a great perspective because so many times it's like a clear cut, like, no, we can't have it all. Or like, yes, we can. But really it's asking what the word all is. Is it all of those things that mean something to you? Well, then in that case, yes, we can have it all if 
we're putting boundaries around that word. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I grew up with five siblings or four siblings. There's five of us. And we all, if you asked us all, what does having it all mean? They would all say different things. And so I think for this conversation, I'll tell you what I think having it all means and what I've changed. So I do think it's a myth, but I also think we can have it all, which doesn't, I guess, make sense, but we choose what all is. Yeah. So you were saying about like, you want to talk a little bit about like what all means to you. So what does it mean to you, Bren? So I love working. I find it so validating and exciting and I love problem solving. And so I made that decision that I love to work. There's some people who love to stay home. And I think it's great if we're able to choose one of those, but sometimes we don't get to choose and we're forced to work or forced to stay home. And we get to choose what we put our energy towards. I think that it's hard because as a woman, we have we have roles that our society has put on us. And then we have our own, what do we want? And so you know, we're supposed to be the cook, the clean, the carpool lady, the lawn person. And what I've realized is, is okay, being the nurturer and is really important to me and teaching my kids how to do things is really important to me. But being the driver and being the like house cleaner are not important to me. And so I have figured out how to assign those roles out to other people. Yeah, I think a big part of it, like you said, too, is is really like tapping into your, let's just call it a village, right? Like tapping into those people in your community that you can say like, you know, maybe I can't, well, you, said, you have five kids, so you need to be in five places at once, but from a carpool perspective, right? Like you can't pick up all five children simultaneously. It's just not possible, right? So you probably have to make arrangements with friends or neighbors to pick the kids up and drop them off from school. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I- time management really does matter. And I think we can talk about that part later too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then even like you said about, you know, keeping the house tidy, you know, there's only so many hours of the day. So like I said before about like not being in five places at once, you also can't focus 100% about work and then focus 100% at, the, at home at the same time because your mind can only have so much mind space for those different things. And so that's why it makes sense then sometimes if you're in the position to be able to hire someone to whether it's take care of the little ones or do your laundry or take care of the house, right? And so sometimes we do need to look beyond ourselves to have it all. Yeah, I tried last year to not have a nanny. I worked full time and I just, I realized, okay, I'm going to take, I actually don't even get paid right now to to do sleep. Luckily, I have a husband who has a job and it was a very financial burden to have a nanny. But the mental burden of not having a nanny was actually harder on me. So I think we just have to decide like what we care about and It's like, if you want to take your kid to the zoo, you either have to decide, okay, am I going to have my nanny take my child to the zoo? I going to go on a Saturday or am I going to take the day off? And it's, it's hard. You have to put what matters to me, but maybe working 
is going to be more enjoyable to you than the zoo. So you have to just pick which one that is. Right. Or maybe you can't miss a day of work for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, you need that wage or the salary, or maybe you have a really important client meeting that you need to close on, you know, in order to then take your child to the zoo another day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's all of those things that sort of go through it. So where do you think the concept of, and I'm using this in quotes again, having it all originates from? I think that because there were women out there who realized they were not fulfilled in the home, they then started working. And when we all become moms, there are times when we're like, we need a creative outlet. We need an outlet. Being the mom can be really hard sometimes. And so I think what happened is, is people started doing their creative outlets and getting good at that. And then we saw these women who were doing both. And what we didn't know was all of the ball juggling they had. So we looked at them and we thought, they've got it all together. Well, no, they're, they're also dropping the ball. But we don't see that. We only see them being the successful worker and them also having an awesome home life. Yeah, absolutely. I often think about the concept or the phrase that people say like, oh, you know, well, Beyonce only has 24 hours in a day too. So like you could be creating like Beyonce. And it's like, yes, but she also has a cook and a housekeeper and a nanny and a chauffeur and all of those things that we're thinking of as like the mental load that we're taking care of ourselves, she doesn't necessarily have to think about that. So then she's able to put 100% of herself into her creative outlet. And I'm glad she does because I enjoy her music. But <laughs> but those are the things that like many times we as regular moms don't have the luxury of because we are doing loads of laundry in between working. Like I work from home. And I can tell you that with 100% certainty, I will be on a call or I will finish up creating a piece of content and then I will throw another load of laundry into the washer or into the dryer and then I will go back to work. And even the you know five minutes that it takes to do that is five minutes that goes away from my creative flow or you know because sometimes I talk about like flow state or creative flow state and it takes you out of that right and so that's something that Beyonce most likely doesn't have to deal with yeah I I'm the same I actually put a load of laundry in every morning and then at lunchtime I switch it out and you know I think implying that we can have it all diminishes our mental and physical effort that we have to put it. And it's not fair because that can create a toxicness. Like we would then lay at night thinking, why can't I do it? And you're like, no, it's not possible to do it all. So you just have to pick what are you going to let not happen? Yeah. I think picking and choosing is really the single most important things. Last year, I had signed up and volunteered for so many different organizations. I was the head of the PTA and I was doing Cub Scouts and, 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 and. And then this year I said, I need to pull back because not only was I volunteering as much as I was, but I obviously still run my company. I'm a mother to my son. I'm a wife to my husband. And, and there was just too many things that 
I was in charge of or that were falling on me that I wasn't doing very well then because you can't do all of those things at a high level when you're pulled into many different directions. And so I think really setting boundaries and just simply saying no and unsigning, you know, unsigning up for things is really important. Yeah, I think that's hard for me because I love to do so many things. And I realized like that this year was the first year that I realized like all these things I'm doing are great things, but I can't do all of them. So what am I going to take off my plate? And that's hard when you want to do it and you can't do it. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my biggest thing is that I'm always quick to say yes. And then, you know, six weeks into it, I was like, gosh, why did I do that? Actually, my, my one good girlfriend, Goldie, she and I used to work together at Nickelodeon. And I always used to volunteer for things. And she would always say, oh, what are you volunteering for now that you're going to hate in six weeks? <laughs> and like, she used to say <laughs> that. I was like, Oh gosh, she has my number because I used to do it all the time. But I've learned, I've learned now, I've learned to set boundaries, I've learned to say no. But I think as women and as mothers, sometimes it's hard because we want to be the class parents. You know, we want to see our children, but we still want to work. You know, it's 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 hard. We're pulled in a lot of different directions. Yeah, it is hard. So speaking of being pulled in a lot of different directions, as the mother of five, so you have a 13-year-old and then all the way down to a three-year-old, you are pulled in a lot of different directions. What are some of the time management skills that you use to keep your family flowing? Okay, well, you know, I meant to tell you about my family, so I'm really going to quickly put in their names and tell you. Yeah. So my oldest is Morgan, and she's 13, and she loves to run And then I have a 10-year-old named Mikkel, and she loves to play soccer. And then Jenna is eight, Juliet is seven, and Colton is three. Okay, so I think it's important to to realize, wow, that's a lot going on. And so this is how I do it all in my world, is I use Google Calendar, and I set alarms because... As a creative, I can really get in the zone at work. And if I don't have an alarm go off, I will miss that meeting or I will miss picking up my kid for an ortho appointment or whatever it is. So having alarms. But these were things that I was like really changed. So building a community around you is so important. So I've lived here for five years now and I just moved to the house I'm in two years ago. And it's been amazing because I've really built great friendships. So I have good family, good neighbors, a good church community. You could have fine friends from your local gym, but someone just that you can like count on. So we do something. I There's a doctor who lives two doors down from me and then a stay-at-home mom. And then a, I have a friend that lives another block down. And one of them was like, would you guys want to do a meal exchange? And I was like, this is, I don't know how this would work, but I make dinner once a week for 22 people 
and I only have to make dinner once a week. <gasps> that's amazing. It is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I thought this is going to last for a month, maybe two months, but we've been doing it for almost two years now and it saves my life. I know that my kids are going to get a healthy meal. Actually, I don't even care if it's healthy. I just don't have to worry about it or think about it. And so <laughs> yeah. Monday through Thursday, I have a meal and sometimes we'll eat together and sometimes we just pick it up and take it home. And it so that saved my life because thinking about what you're going to make. So I also decide what I'm making every Sunday and I use Walmart's food delivery service because that saves me an hour of grocery shopping. So I really like that. So I didn't want to have a nanny because I thought I could do it all. I didn't want to have to pay for one. I didn't want to have to find one. And finding one was very difficult. I hired who I thought was going to be the best nanny ever. And on the third day, she let my three-year-old go swimming in my neighbor's pool by himself. <gasps> no. And I was like, ah, okay, so not all nannies are great. But no. now that I found an amazing nanny... It is like the best thing ever. And I think the mental load that knowing your kids are taken care of by someone you trust and that loves your kids will help you be able to be more on. When she leaves, I stop working and I go hang out with my kids and we do something fun and it's great. So carpooling, you need to carpool as much as you can. And the great thing is, is carpooling will build a community because you're going to see those moms on a regular basis and you're going to become friends with them. So then stop working at a certain time, put away and really spend time with your kids. That's what it's important to me, though. I really care about having a relationship with my kids. Then I put on here, coach your kids soccer team or basketball team, which might not be for everyone. But the reason I love it is because you're going to have to take the kid to practice anyways. Then you're going to have to pick them up. And this gives you forced time with them. And then you also are spending time with their peers. And so for me, it's worked out really well. I coach the cross country team for the little kids for elementary school. And it's in the morning. So I now have eight parents that I meet with and learn with and and then I get to spend time with my kids and all those other kids. So I realize that that's going to be overwhelming for some people. But for me, I love it. Another thing that helps me with time management is I buy kids presents in bulk. I like that. You know, I have a friend that does that too. She keeps it in her spare room. And every time she needs it, she's like, oh, it's someone's birthday. Let me grab a gift. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much time thinking, what should I get that kid? And I'm like, go to the birthday bin is what we call it and pick out a present. So I, and then I save money too, because I only buy them when they're on sale. And so I get good presents on sale and they're there and my kids hand them out. That is genius. <laughs> I like that hack. And then let's see, I put go to therapy or walk with your friends as a time manager. I know that's but like getting in your own head can create so many mental breaks. And so that's really important to me. And I think that we, as a society, are more normalizing that. But if you don't have the luxury of being able to afford a therapist, going on a walk with your friends makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, You're a runner, right, Bryn? 
Well, yes and no. So I, I coach cross country. So I kind of am a runner. I didn't run in college, but I ran in high school. And then I, I'm always hurt. So I love to do things. I'm really competitive, but having five kids made my hips really weird. So I, (laughs) anyways, I can run like a nine minute pace, but I'm not like a seven minute pace, you know? I've never been a seven minute pace. So I don't know. (laughs) But the reason why I was asking is because do you find running similar to going for a walk with your friends? So yes and no. I run with some of my friends at 6 a.m. When I run with my friends, it's therapeutic because you're talking. But I feel like it's the talking out loud part that's beneficial. And so if you're running with your friends or walking with your friends, both of those are therapeutic. I do actually like running by myself a lot too. That clears my head a lot. And I just love being outside. So yeah. Absolutely. There's okay. There's I have to say about that. Okay, go ahead. Go, go, go. I have one more thing um, for a management tip that I really liked. Your kids are not always a reflection of you. And I think that it's easy to, I know that that sound, sounds weird as a time management thing, but our kids are going to make decisions that are not, that don't reflect us. And it doesn't mean you're a bad mom or you taught them poorly we all have agency. We all make our choices. We're all different. I read the book, The Whole Brain Child, and it really helped me. And then I also follow this lady simply on purpose on Instagram. And she, I took one of her parenting courses and I was like, okay, this is helping me be a better mom and using my time wisely because I'm not double guessing myself. I'm just like, okay, I've learned what I need to do as a parent and I'm going to do those things. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good point. We underestimate how much time we spend thinking about our children's behaviors. I know at least in our house we do. My husband and I talk about it a lot. Yeah. We're very in tune with our son and his behaviors and his moods and all of those things that go with it. And so as a time management standpoint, if maybe we could, whether it's taking a course or like you said, reaching out to certain people, therapists, different things like that, you could actually see that as a time management skill. Yeah. I think it's beneficial because yeah, we spend lots of time thinking about what did we do wrong with that kid and how did that happen? And so I really liked taking those courses. Can you say her name one more time? Just so I I write that down. Yeah. So simply on purpose, her name is Ralphie. And I took her course and it's funny because if you would have asked me five years ago, I'd been like, I'm the best mom ever. (laughs) Then, you know, now my kids are older and I realized, whoa, I've lost to learn. But when I took her course, it was almost hard because it was like, wow, I was doing a lot of things wrong in my viewpoint. And now I've changed, I have to change those things. And sometimes change can feel hard. But I, now that I do those things regularly, I'm like, wow, I'm saving a lot of time. I'm creating good habits in my kids. And another time management thing I love is I actually make my kids do a lot of the cooking at our house. And it means I had to take the time. It's it's like the, the parable that they say, like you teach a man to fish, they can feed themselves. If you So my kids make all the lunches before the next day they get ready. Now that's my 11, my 10 year old and my 13 year old, you know, the littler kids need more help, but expect things from your kids and from your husband and communicate them. I think the hard thing is sometimes we have partners that can't share the load with us. And that's hard when that happens. 
So if you don't have that partner, figure out, can I afford to pay someone to do those things that a partner would have done? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important that you mention that expect things from your children because more often than not, they're willing to rise to the occasion. Yeah. My kids actually sometimes shock me and how amazing they are when I trust them. Say, hey, I need you to get this done. And they do, right? Yeah. Well, I was like, I asked my seven-year-old to wash all the dishes from that day that I cooked dinner on Monday and it had a crock pot and a big pot. And I was like, this is going to be interesting to see how she does it. How did she do it? <laughs> well, there was at a point when she came and she's like, I don't really get how to do this. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to teach her how to do it this one time. And then next time she knows how to clean the crock pot. So I, you know, I was like, okay, we're going to put the waters in bubbles in here. And, and then we put the big pot in and she scrubbed it away and she rinsed it off. And so, you know, could it have broken? Possibly, but it didn't. And we moved on and she learned how to do it. That is awesome. I use my crock pot a lot and I feel like I should be getting my son into doing I mean, just last night I was washing chili out of my slow cooker. So I feel like I, I need to get him on that. I love that. Bryn, what is your biggest takeaway for my listeners? Okay. So you can't have it all. So you have to choose what you care about. And sometimes even making like a list is beneficial. I think if you're a working mom, I would find a nanny. I build a community, carpool. I think it's like we all want to be happy and have a fulfilling life. So we have to just realistically decide what we care about. Like my life is not perfect. There's a lot of hard things I'm going through, but I choose to value what I'm working on and then I find happiness from it. You know, so we have to find ways to live authentically and happily. Like do what makes you happy. Be you. Be excited about what you're like. Sometimes yesterday I had an interaction with someone and they didn't really like the way I'm, I'm a pretty direct person and they did not appreciate me being direct. And then I was like, you know what? Life is too short to not be me. I need to explain to him like, this is, this is who I am. And yeah. I'm going to learn and grow and hopefully change to become the best person I can be. But live authentically and then have people help you, your community. I have five kids, which means I have four carpools going on pretty much anytime. Wow. That is a, a real community that you need to lean on for that. Yeah. I also like make things easier. And, you know, as the mom of five kids and the CEO of Slate, maybe that is doing easy habits, like making sure you floss your teeth every night, you know, like just things that I, we have lists in our house so that the kids can know what's expected of them. And do we meet those lists every day? No, <laughs> no, but they know what. And then the next day we do better. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Thank you for dropping all the knowledge. I feel like you came with like so many wonderful insights and I, I genuinely appreciate that. Bryn Schneider, tell everyone where we can find you. So you can find our company at slateflosser.com and our Instagram handle is at Slate Flosser. And if you want to find me, you can also find me on LinkedIn at Bryn McClemon Snyder. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Bryn. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another Modern Mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.